Facebook launches dedicated gaming platform. Spotify emphasizes podcasts and ad insertions. And Snap earnings reveal first look at pandemic fallout. It's Monday, April 27th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 404 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 404 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and we have quite a bit to get through this week. So let's kick things off and talk about Facebook and gaming. So Facebook's taking another big step in giving Twitch and YouTube some competition when it comes to gaming with a new mobile app called Facebook Gaming. The timing, it probably couldn't be better to launch the platform viewership and video game streaming, it's risen as a whole with people just staying home. So Facebook actually moved the launch up from a previously planned June launch to now. The app is initially available on Google Play, but will also be available on iOS devices once Apple has approved the app. This isn't Facebook's first foray into gaming, however. We've talked about it on the podcast. It's been working to build a community of streamers and has even held its own esports tournaments, but it's never been a major play when compared to Twitch or or YouTube. But almost without even trying, what Facebook's done is they've grown hours watched 210% for video game streaming from 2018 to 2019. They've also partnered with top streamers like Gonzalo, Zero Barrios, and Ronda Rousey. So Facebook adding some Facebook's adding some features to also attract more streamers to its platform, including a go live button. And it just it's all about just getting right into the action and get streamers up and going with just a few taps. Streams appear on personal pages, making it pretty easy for users to watch. It's also letting anyone launch a tournament, and that's a differentiator for it versus Twitch. The app, it's not monetized other than what they have is stars. This is in-app currency. Viewers can send it to streamers, which can be bought and redeemed for money. So this is obviously a pretty huge moment for streaming and Facebook moving up the launch. Probably a pretty smart move. As more people stream and view streams, Facebook gaming, it just needs to be part of the landscape before other platforms grow even more entrenched than they already are. Facebook, they have the size, but they actually do have a long way to go in terms of earning equity in the space. Facebook gaming, it looks like it has a lot of features and it has some streamers that are going to bring users to the platform, but building that equity in the space, that's going to be an uphill battle even for Facebook's resources. All right, let's talk about Spotify because Spotify, they've been pretty busy as of late. This week, they set set about doing more to lay the groundwork for their future growth and profitability. The first area intended to solve that problem is it is intended to the first area is intended to solve that problem of podcast discovery. So Spotify is rolling out three new human curated podcast playlists across six countries, including the US, Germany, Sweden, the UK, Mexico, Brazil. The playlists are best podcasts of the week, 
Brain Snacks, and Crime Scene, each of which will feature locally sourced content. The move here, it's it's meant to help users who already listen to podcasts get into the habit of just listening to more podcasts on Spotify because it's serving up one interesting piece after the next. Spotify, they made a big bet on podcasts, even acquiring podcast networks like Gimlet, like Parcast. The more Spotify can lure users to podcasts, the less it actually has to pay in royalty fees for music. That's a massive profit. That's that's how you grow profits in terms of how they're spending money. Paying fewer royalties, getting users to podcasts. The challenge Spotify has right now, though, is user behavior around podcasts has changed and even declined in some instances as many users no longer have the commute times for listening. So social distancing is pretty entrenched right now. If people are listening to fewer podcasts and you're launching a feature that's designed to get people to listen to more, well, this might be a feature that's better suited for the future. But we also learned that streaming audio, streaming ad insertion or SAI for advertising and podcasts is expanding. Now SAI is available in Germany. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but just a reminder, SAI, it lets advertisers insert ads programmatically into podcasts, making audio ads programmatic within the Spotify platform. The challenge with SAI is podcasts in podcasts is it limits the true potential of the media placement. Podcast reads are trusted when when read and delivered by hosts in an authentic way, but dynamic insertion, it removes a lot of that. It does, however, make podcasting podcast advertising more scalable and measurable. And if those are your trade-offs, those are two pretty good options for an advertiser to have. All right, last story of the week, let's talk about Snap because Snap reported their Q1 earnings. Highlights included ad revenue at $462 million, a 44% increase over last year. It did share that it is growing at a slower rate through the pandemic, however. Ad impressions, they've doubled year over year. And app prices have gone down 23%, hinting at Snapchat's efforts to make advertising more self-serve appear to be paying off. Daily active users rose 20% to 229 million. Snapchat has was the first of the social platforms to provide a Q1 quarterly earnings report. And overall, its report was strong. Revenue growth was high, so we haven't seen the coronavirus have a significant impact on Snap's ad revenues. That being said, the company was hesitant to provide guidance for Q2, which we're in the middle of right now. Direct response advertising was a major hot help for Snap as it now makes up for half of its of its worldwide revenues. The platform has clearly made a pivot from being just about brand advertising and now direct response advertising is doing a lot for them. Snap is currently set up for success as much as it can be going into Q1. Now we get a chance to see over the next coming weeks, see how its peers look uh, from a Q1 perspective. But Q1 is probably going to tell a very different story than the quarter that we're in right now. So, you know, it's, it's directional. Take it with a grain of salt. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Uber, they are looking to offer more services in the midst of declining demand for their ride hailing business. Uh, That decline is as high as 70%. It just launched two new services. Uber Connect is a same-day delivery courier service for users to send items to each other. And Uber Direct offers deliveries of products from stores like pharmacies. YouTube has updated their YouTube measurement program, YTMP for short, with new companies to 
do it by adding new companies to a list of approved vendors. So the program, it gives vendors access to YouTube data through an API that vendors can then use to sell brands and agencies measuring return and brand safety. The move was not without controversy. So OpenSlate, this is a vendor that has been part of the of the program since it debuted, refused to sign YouTube's latest contract because it prevents OpenSlate from reporting when or if ads run next to questionable or harmful content. OpenSlate openly questioned the value of the program to advertisers given this limitation. So they're out. Um, Next up, Sonos launched a new free ad-supported music streaming service for users of its hardware. The service, dubbed Sonos Radio, gives users access to 60,000 local radio stations along with curated programming from Sonos itself. Beyond that, there will also be artist stations with music curated by artists from Radiohead and Alabama Shakes. It's a nice value add for owners of Sonos hardware, but it's entering what is a pretty crowded market dominated by Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google. I'm not sure anyone's asking for this, but Sonos is getting into the content production game. Walmart announced plans to sell its Voodoo streaming platform to Comcast-owned Fandango. So Voodoo was part of Walmart's plans to compete with Amazon in offering online video. It was acquired in 2010. For its part, Comcast, they've been on a bit of a bender. They acquired Pluto TV in the last year and Tubi in the last month. It also plans to launch Peacock in the near future. We now have a date for HBO Max. It will launch on May 27th in the United States before rolling out in Europe and Latin America. We're certainly like we're pretty much at peak streaming services right now. And given the economic environment, it's going to be interesting to to see just how much appetite people have for yet another service. Speaking of streaming wars, Netflix, they reported a surge in their Q1 with 15.8 million new customers doubling predictions. Revenue met expectations, but the strength of the U.S. dollar hurt foreign revenue, and Netflix took a $218 million loss by pausing production. So the good with the bad. It did note that Tiger King was watched by 64 million households in the first four weeks, making it one of Netflix's biggest shows. Facebook is giving high-reach Pages and Instagram accounts more transparency. Now pages with large audiences will display the country the account is based in and where the majority of their followers are. This is part of a broader effort by Facebook to increase transparency um, and protect elections. Google is going to start telling users when it thinks the search results they're getting aren't that good. It did if it deems results aren't of high quality, it's going to offer suggestions. for users to search for to get better ones. Speaking of Google, Google is asking advertisers to verify their identities. The program, which was introduced for political ads, well, it's now mandatory for everyone. So advertisers have 30 days to provide personal identification, business and corporation documents, and information on the countries in which they operate. The move is intended to actually stop malicious advertising after Google saw ads trying to capitalize on COVID-19. All right. Well, that's it for episode 404 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, let me know what you think. Send questions, send comments. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Those can all be sent to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at T Wickert. That's T W I E G E R T. You can also check out more at braveadworld.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. 
For more, check out BraveAdWorld.com.